Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. Tonight the topic is using the numbers in our words decodes life's mysteries. And our guest is Dr. Robert Newton. We're going to bring him on in just a minute. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, uh, the intangible aspect, the etherical perhaps aspect of information, of consciousness. Um, so many of us were brought up in such a Western mindset, especially in the realm of science and physics, if it can't be measured with a physical object, then it doesn't have any merit to talk about. And certainly on the show, we have uncovered many, many, many modalities where consciousness, where spirit, where source consciousness has kind of set the stage for us as human beings as we awaken to this much bigger story that's unfolding in our human dynamic. There's built-in modalities that are there to serve us once we discover them, once we resonate with them, once we connect with them. And that's why I like bringing episodes like tonight where, where we're going to talk about a modality of, of words and uh, uh, a merit of measurement, if you will. I don't want to put any words in... Uh, Dr. Newton's um, conversation, but um, like even the notion of channeling where um, people will channel books um, or they'll channel um, the voice or um, language of of a etherical being. And for a lot of us, uh, uh, the, the thing that'll awaken us to a much bigger truth is to have a kind of a loosey-goosey grasp on reality, if you will. Hold it with a feather, not vice grips or pliers, (laughs) because there's always a deeper understanding. There's a deeper level of awareness that's available to you and me and to everyone. But when when we kind of shut down the idea of um, the pliability or the diversity of how consciousness can support us, we're literally closing off avenues that offer us opportunities for growth and expanding our consciousness, expanding our awareness. So it, it's really a curious thing. If you, if you look at the passion of people and, and the many, many different modalities they have to convey the wisdom of source consciousness, it's really a fascinating thing. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed exploring the many realms that we have here on the new Human Living Radio Show. And without further ado, let's get to it. Our guest tonight, Dr. Robert Newton. 
She's just written his 10th book, which is released on Amazon, In Search of the Hidden Codes of God in the Mathematics of Gemantria. Dr. Newton is certified in the disciplines of etheric healing, Tibetan Foundation mind reprogramming, magnetic healing, magnetic acupuncture, holistic cancer therapies, Reiki, theta healing, theta consciousness healing. He is a presenter at such such conferences as the Science and Non-Duality Conference, the NoFest, New Earth Expo, the Conscious Life Expo, the New Humanity Conference, and 5D event. He's also a motivational speaker, a life and career coach. He's written numerous other books. Without further ado, I think we should get into the conversation. Welcome to the show, Dr. Newton. Thank you, Les. How much should I pay you to say all those great things about me? (laughs) Uh, I'll answer that once the check clears. (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay, I'm really glad to be on your show. As I told you, I wanted to talk about one thing, and it's 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 um it's about the the hurricane going on right now, and uh, it's really huge. And I think it's been I think it's been enhanced by certain sources. I don't want to go too deep into this, other than to say. Uh, with, with like scalar waves, but other than to say that um, we can, I would like people to visualize in front of that hurricane coming in, Arctic cold Arctic water coming down into the area. We can literally change. Let it loose. So, um, so um, I, I think that we can at least lessen the extent of it because this, right now, as it is, this is probably going to be the hurricane of hurricanes in the last century or two centuries. So, anyway, yeah, I'm glad to be on your show, and I have uh, just finished in search of the hidden codes of God in the mathematics of Gematria and discovering the true Da Vinci Code, which, in fact, uh, I give quite a bunch of different. Uh, several things way beyond whatever happened in the Da Vinci Code book, which I always felt was lacking, but I had to use this gematria to actually figure it out. So, <laughs> um, so before we get into too much conversation, tell us what gematria is so we have a context of, of what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. So I was just getting to that. Um so gematria, each letter, and it doesn't matter the language, like in English, A would be 1, B would be 2, C would be 3, ascending to Z at 26. In Hebrew, which I also do gematria in, uh, Aleph would be 1, and it would send up, and I want to send up to the other 21 letters in the Hebrew alphabet and things like that. So when we take all those numbers behind a word or a phrase, um, then we total those numbers up, then we find that there are comparable words to this, and it's in these comparable words that we start to get a lot more meaning of a language, especially English, which is very inherently ambiguous and highly abstracted, which means that you can't really pinpoint the thing. But let me give you an example. So I've talked to you about this one before. So we know uh, in, number, in the number of 54 that that equates to sun. 
and it also equates to love to love so I also know that the sun makes a lot of light. So this gives me a clue. Everyone says I loved you, but I really don't think a lot of people really understand. They might understand the feeling, but I don't know if they really understand what the love is. And so we can f- find that there's a strong equivalence or or synonymous, synonymous of sorts between uh, light and love. And this is just something I discovered in the last year or two, and it made me really damn happy because... <laughs> I think that people cavalierly throw that word around love without really knowing what it means. And uh, also the 59th name of God and the 72 names of God in Exodus of the Torah uh, is Hayresh Chet, connected to the light. So I find those synchronicities um, kind of interesting and elucidating or enlightening us a lot more. So... If you take this modality, and is it a way to um, validate or quantify uh, um, ancient texts or modern-day dialogue? Maybe not. Well, yeah, actually it is. Uh, Sometimes uh, uh, in certain number configurations, the word gematria comes up, and I go, well, that's that's a number that's... um, uh, auspicious and another thing in the YouTube I did on the word consciousness because I was getting tired of people banding the word about because I knew intuitively that <laughs> it was just going in circles I found out like uh, in Hebrew gematria at uh, 760 that uh, one of the words that came up was secret key code or it could also be key code secret uh, another one was uh, immortality techniques. Another one was fourth dimension, fourth uh, fourth dimensional plane, which when I break that word down to fourth dimension, which is the same thing, I get the word 190, and then I get all kinds of really <laughs> revealing words off of that. So it's a way to understand the word better and it's a way to move us forward to a wider understanding of things i i think i believe right so it it sounds like um you're talking about groups of words like you you talk about the sun at i think it was 54 54 now you came, so with sun, you you took the number of each letter and added it up to come up with fifty four. Yes, Is that right. And then, yes. um, uh, when you do these with the, the language, it it gives you. Um, I want to understand this. So with sun, it brought in the word light, and so it it. Well, uh, brought in the word love. Love, I'm sorry. Yes, love. And so I thought, so, what does the sun do? And the sun emits a lot of light. And everyone knows what that is. Everyone knows what light is. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sun is uh, uh, one of the most common experiences we have on this planet, no matter where we well, live. Well, there's all be. kinds of suns all over the, the whole universe. I mean, if you if we take it from that angle, 
you know, we might have light everywhere as opposed to this concept of dark matter. No one's ever told me what really dark matter is. I think personally, I can't prove it, but my intuition's telling me it's a black, this darkness is actually a spectrum of light that we can't see. And it might be so intense if we did see it, we might lose our sight. <laughs> or, um, oh, you bet. Well, is it, to I mean, to me, it seems like um, uh, to be abstract reality. Uh, I'm I'm looking in the room I'm sitting in, and I'm seeing these, you know, objects that are made of atomic matter. And the reason I can see them is that there's light energy in the room. If the light disappears, my rod cone array shows me black or nothing. And, yeah. And if I think about what it took to create um, time and space and matter and solar systems and suns, I mean, it's just billions of years of uh, consciousness evolution, if you will, and then talk about DNA, to take DNA to build it up to this biped body of Earth. My body is Earth. And my DNA creates perhaps an energetic um, uh, model that is populated by Earth. And then my soul comes in and grows an ego that runs on my brain. <laughs> my ego didn't exist the day I was born, and we're using our egos to exchange these symbols. And then what you're saying is these symbols have this divine infrastructure. They seem to. Too. <laughs> It just reeks of of a cosmic design that's so elegant and graceful. Yeah, well, um, we call it intelligent design, but uh, the guy that actually exposed me to gematria came up with a better word, the code of intelligent design. And uh, remember I talked to you about about Dr. Ross's, Dr. Hugh Ross's uh, Origins of the Universe, where he talks about how then the strong nuclear force and the electromagnetic field we're we're and we're working within a parameter plus or minus of less than one percent, even a small fragment of that. And then and geometry of a uniform field by Valerie T. Kondratov, which both these things you can access on the internet. Um she talks about the nine geometric forms of creation and when I was writing my second book, both of those things, Doctor Ross's and and Valerie B. Kondratos, Geometry of a Uniform Field, showed me that the complete substructure of the universe was these atomic forms, and it was, you know, uh, waves and everything. And then all of a sudden, a thought came into my mind, well, this is this is the answer to whether there's a God or a, or a creator, because someone <laughs> was designed something so intricately and uh when when you look at a when you look at a helium when you look at a platinum crystal with a helium ion microscope you see these nine geometric forms of creation and they keep you know they keep repeating over and over and over again and so to me i mean i don't know that makes me really happy because i've actually the question of proving whether god existed or a creator existed is something that I actually I actually entertained when I was five years old. 
and it took me more than 60 years to find it, but eventually I think we have something we can hold on to. And as you said, you, you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. You're seeing uh, just uh, no chaos theory, but actually a high intelligence that set up the the existence or the earth and the universe that we live in. Sure. Well, I like what you're talking about with your book where we're using the numbers in our words to to kind of peel away the the surface vision, uh, the, the surface image, if you will, that our eyes show us and show us a much, uh, a very elegant um, order to all that is, really. So at... Um, in your book, you you talk about um, how how this number system has revealed to you a deeper understanding of the mechanics of the universe. Just just share with us, if you will, how gematria has has um, changed your perception of the mechanics of all that is. Well, pretty radically, actually. So I'm going to go back to something that you mentioned, DNA. And remember that earlier I talked, uh, as far as consciousness goes, fourth dimensional plane, which is the fourth dimension, which is 190. So we have, so in this fourth dimension of 190, we have other words that are also in the fourth dimension because they all create, they create, they have all the same digits in it. So we have 109, we have 091, and 019. And 019 just happens to be DNA. So when we do that and we know that 190 is, is fourth dimension, then right away we know that the DNA is something that's special. We know that. And so so they say that the DNA is like miles long. And I think I even put in that book, In Search of the Hidden Codes of God, I think I put, well, that pretty much means it must be energy. And it seems that as I go into the higher dimensions, things become more and more energy and less and less dense energy. So third dimension, I wouldn't call it matter. I would call it dense energy because everything is atoms and atoms are energy. So it's just a slower form. But when we get to the fourth dimension, things move quicker. When we get to the fifth dimension at 151, then things start, you know, moving even quicker. And also in that 190 um uh, there is um, something from Ezekiel, Ezekiel 1, 4 to 16. It's called a wheel within a wheel. And it's actually a wheel within a wheel within a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. And um, when we take that word at uh, 109, we get Stargate, like the movie Stargate. It's actually a wheel within a wheel from Ezekiel. It's kind of rotating wheels, and it allows someone to go forward and backward in time. And then at 091, we have Wormhole, which is also associated with Stargate and all of that. So you see, when we start, when when, when we have this 
the mathematics behind the word, it, it just it fleshes everything out so much. It, it, it's exciting to do it. Uh, there's another fun thing, too. Sometimes people will like to insult you with words. Usually I do a gematria on the word, and I send it back to them. And I say, well, by the way, thank you for saying those things about me, because here's the corresponding good words in gematria that, that apply to this. So, I mean, you can use this in a lot of ways creatively. Well, yeah, the... I like what you said about as we go up in dimensions, the fourth dimension is is faster, the fifth is faster still, sixth, uh, ditto. You know, the the physical, or as you said, the dense realm or the the 3D realm, from my perspective, is the tip of a whip. And the handle of the whip is consciousness, is higher consciousness. So... So we have the mythology of Jesus, right? And and there's plenty of examples of him changing the physical world, creating food for the masses, healing the sick, Boy, did he ever. et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, that shows that the, the, the physical, the, I like to say the last step ever is the Adam's move. In other words, when we as creators intend to create something, it starts in consciousness, in the theoretical, non-physical realm, and through our consciousness, it comes into form. And so if we think that we live in a, uh, a field of miracle potentials, if you will, I mean, Jesus could walk into this paradigm right now and to our Western eyes, accomplish, quote, miracles, unquote. The, the physical realm is not where the power is. The power is in the consciousness behind it, wouldn't you think? Uh, well, yeah, because consciousness is thought. And thought or awareness. And uh, actually in that book I mentioned, the un- or did I mention it? The Untethered Soul. Um, he... Um, talks about, you know, he talks about consciousness, but he says consciousness is awareness. Actually, I did some gematria on that, and it was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. But before I get to that, I also want to say before I forget, because I get all these ideas shooting through my head, i got to grab them for I'm going through. I'm getting multiple streams coming in. Uh, when I'm on radio and when I'm writing, it's more manageable when I'm writing. <laughs> but um, the reason that those higher dimensions have the more energy is because, as, as Valerie Kondratov talks about in that thing, she shows how each level has more of those nine geometric forms of creation. There's about, uh, she doesn't quantify this, but it looks like to me there's about 300% so three times more denser packing of those nine geometric forms in the ninth dimension than in the third dimension and about double in the sixth as in the third. And um, so, you know, that's kind of, that's auspicious for us. That should give us, that, that this, this lets us know where the hell we need to be. We need to be able to, 
get into these higher realms, and we can do that in a lot of ways, including dancing, singing, chanting, uh, chanting mantras, chanting rosaries, um, chanting Sanskrit mantras, Hebrew mantras, which are sacred languages, which have a lot more power to them than the others, and and, and 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 learn to do the meditation that gets us into the deeper level so we can get to the epiphany, so we can more more maybe align ourselves with that 59th name of God, Hayresh Chet, connected to the light, because it's in that light that I think where everything happens. Because remember, there's love in there too, and it's really it's really the love that that he talks about in the untethered soul that, that kind of intrigues me. And Dan Winter also has some stuff that he calls heart math, and he shows how the heart is the most important part of the whole body. Uh, although we've been taught educationally, it's not. <laughs> we've been taught to ignore it. <laughs> uh, so well, just like for a... Yeah, go ahead. Well, you've been, I mean, you've been, you're talking about uh, coming into an awareness of a, of a deeper truth at the age of five. And certainly yeah. all the books that you have written uh, shows a real insatiable curiosity. Where is that taking us? I mean, um, what's the end game, if you will, not as in a destination, but in a, a point of presence or a way of being in our consciousness? Well, uh, it would make a... I think I think it would lead to a, it should lead to a uh a more just economic structure where we don't have a bunch of people ridiculously hoarding more resources than they could use in 125 lifetimes like uh the Illuminati families that like to hoard things and stuff like that so um and it would put us into a state where we would uh, treat each other better. And then uh, and once that starts happening, you start creating a field of energy, a, a morphic, they call it in uh, Ken Keys and the 100th Monkey and uh, Dr. Rupert Sheldrake in morphic, let's see, what's it called? Morphic Fields uh, talk about how wherever the thought goes, uh, in humanity, that's where the that's and the energy behind that thought. That's what we create. So if we can get into these more optimal levels, just imagine we could we could we could easily move into the the golden age that was prophesied by Krishna fifty one hundred years ago. That's talked about in the in the in the Mayan codicils and the uh, Hopi prophecies and the I Ching and even uh, I would guess um, um, revelations as well. So we have about five sources talking about this time, and I, I, and it seems to be that it is at at this time because I think the Mayan calendar ended in the 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 existing cycle ended in 2011. I'm not sure on the Hopi, and I'm not sure on on the Indian, on the Hindu stuff either, because we're on their thing. They call them yugas. They're talking about really super long cycles of time. And the the worst is a Kali Yug, 
which supposedly we're in right now, the best is the Satyug, the highest level. And so it says in there that we're going into a Satyug out of the Kali Yug. And I say, yeah, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't resonate too much with what I've been through for the last 72 years. <laughs> I know something's better. I know when I was five years old. <laughs> well, it's, it's uh i find it real curious that um you know like uh for, for myself and perhaps you that early on in for, for i can speak for myself early on in my life i had these uh inclinations to um do energy work on myself and it really came out of nowhere and i didn't have a conscious um, intention of it, but I just started doing it. And over time, um, it changed who I was as a person. It changed my language. It changed my perception. It changed my understanding. And that that is the gift I have for you, Mandy, now. And and in your story, you share at, at an early age of five, you have this uh, this awakening and this impulse, if you will. I don't want to put words in your mouth. And and then fast forward to this present time moment. Everything that you've been through in in this lifetime and is a gift that you have to share for humanity, which which is such a a. a a broad investigation of this underlying grace, if you will, of of the divinity of creation. I would agree with everything you said. Yeah, that's um, um, it, it, it's for sure. I've always been out of step with the majority. <laughs> when people say, "Oh, well, the majority majority doesn't think like that," and they go, "Yeah, exactly," and that's why you have the mess you have right now. <laughs> The majority really doesn't know its head from its whatever. So <laughs> normal is not going to fix anything. By its very nature, normal means more well, the same. Look at what 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 Yeshua, what Jesus did. I mean, I mean, the reason that he got in the situation he did is because what he was teaching was so out, so far outside of of the teachings and the Pharisees who were the ones that accused him of ridiculous babble, <laughs> that, 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 that the, the bogus charges they brought against him is, is that um, is because their job was to protect the existing paradigm, the existing scriptures, the existing ideas. But, you know, that's like putting it, that's like uh that's like putting shackles around your hands and your legs and expecting yourself to run like a hundred yard dash or a yeah. marathon. <laughs> you, you might be able to hop, but you won't run very fast. <laughs> well, that's so, kind of what I was alluding to in the monologue before the show is that these, no, I got these, these esoteric teachings to the Western mind can seem like foolishness. But yeah. the Western mind is the foolishness. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, it's it, it definitely is, and uh, uh, I think I actually talk about it in um, 
in search of the hidden codes of God, how the Prussian education system where subjects are taught as individually and everything, and you're taught to rely on logic and not intuition. And I'll tell you, I've, you know, I have degree, much of my degrees in speech and English dealt with logic and, and linguistics and and phonetics and things like that, but um, I have to say it, intuition is, is a vastly better source. Logic is is useful in situations, but it's very limited in the scope that it can cover because you're creating a closed structure to create a conclusion, a major premise, a minor premise, and a conclusion. And even on top of that, um, if both premises aren't true, you're not going to get accurate thing. I see people using logic all the time, but what they're talking about is babble because one or both of the premises aren't true. So you can't get up and then see what, 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 what were we talking about just before that? Um, Oh, I lost what I was going to say. It'll come back. (laughs) Huh? A little of everything. Oh. Well, you know. Oh, the Prussian, the Prussian education system. So here's the thing. So, um, so Rudolf Steiner, uh, who was a theosophist, but he also understood Christianity and and the uh, Oriental religions and everything. Is a highly, probably 180 IQ person. Uh, came up with a system of education of uh, where all subjects are taught together which makes a lot of sense in what I'm going to say in just a minute. Uh, but before I get to that, just a minute, uh, he also believed that uh, that art and music should proceed for several years before academic subjects. And just recently in the assiduous research I do all the time, I'm finding out that that music helps people understand and do arithmetic better. So go figure on that one. Um, and also the the real insights coming right now in science are coming where Dr. Bruce Lipton is taking biology and quantum biology and mixing it with fixed, uh, physics, where Dr. Lothar Schaefer, who's a chemist, is taking uh, chemistry and quantum physics. And he wrote an interesting book called In Search of the Divine Plan. And, uh, and again, it proves that code of intelligent design that you and I talked about and I think we both like. And then you also have uh, my friend Dr. Francois Tabika, a, uh, a uh, Israeli chemist who is taking um, chemistry and quantum chemistry and physics and quantum physics and is talking about and has figured out that the atoms never die. And the name of her book is Molecular Consciousness. And Dr. Lipton's, one of his books is, uh, oh, I just had it. <laughs> well, he talks anyway. about epigenetics. Yeah, yeah, the epi- epigenetics. And that's... Uh, and and that goes to the that goes to the DNA not being this stuff set in stone <laughs> like they've been saying for the last fifty years. And yeah, literally sure. So literally through just being happy alone we can create a more telomere enzyme which helps us create 
accurate and adequate cell replications and things like that. Conversely, if you get depressed or angry, well, it goes the other way. So that gives us incentive to know where we need to be. Sure. Well, I think a lot of the uh, static models of Western science are going to have to be dismantled. And a, a more, uh, yeah, I think so. And a more uh, graceful, and um, I mean, I think elegance and chaos. If 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 what if what we're going to discover will be a more and more elegant understanding, because like we've both said that the. the the underlying mechanics of all that is is very very elegant and if our if our existing language our existing education system doesn't mirror that then we're not on the right path it it i mean you're talking about the mirroring uh, of of words how how you can come up you, you take a sentence a phrase i don't want to put words in your mouth and, no, that's and right. you do the you do the gematria numerology. You haven't used that term, so I'm not sure I should. But you do the numbers, and then there's a mirror side to the of what it's telling you. Yeah, it's. Um, let's see. I just had an idea fly through. What was I going to say? Uh, uh, you know what? This is why. This is why. I'm more and more liking the Hebrew gematria because somehow the way it comes out, you get uh, you get a a, uh, a higher number total, and this gives you a bigger this gives you more phrases and things. And I think it's actually a lot of times in the phrases where we get the you know the really good insights. So so like for example, so here's something I wrote down. Because I was using this in something, though. So, so in that book, The Untethered Soul, he talks about consciousness as awareness, and I'm going, "Oh, geez, Louise! I mean, please, geez, Louise, please!" Uh, that's not telling me enough. What is awareness? So I looked it up in Hebrew, and it's twelve, twelve, or twelve hundred, one thousand two hundred and twelve in Hebrew gematria, and it equals the power of God. God's rapture, holy gene, and what have we been talking about, DNA, <laughs> angel of wisdom, and I love going into angelic kingdom because I used to think it was baloney, but now I realize my brain was baloney and that was missing a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, sins are forgiven. The Holy Spirit is God. I resurrected myself. God is with me, and I see three through you, which means you have, when you have a consciousness and awareness, then you have the ability of the psychic realms to be able to know uh, whether someone is telling you the truth or not, which is, which is, uh, which is useful. <laughs> I've been bamboozled right. more than once myself. And then in 200, so in English gematria, awareness equals 299, and it equals a numerology compatibility, and I'm going, yikes, that's like gematria. <laughs> um, um, past and future, are they already here? And that's something I, that I've been getting hit in the head with, that 
everything occurs, past, present, and future, all at the same time. That's hard to wrap your head around that, but we got to try. Uh, I am the right. master of the universe, uh, 33rd degree, um, which uh, is equivalent with uh, Freemason, and 33 is actually, you know, a holy number. It's it's um, it's also included in nine, which Tesla said everything. Nikola Tesla said everything in the universe can be understood through the number nine, so which equals all integers zero through nine, and also or all numbers zero through nine, and the integers three, six, and nine. So thirty third has to do with that. Um, prophetic questions in code, and that's kind of what gematria is. Uh, love, and this is what I really like, love makes everything grow. And then finally, the coming of the Holy Spirit, which I actually talk about quite a bit, in, uh, <laughs> and not necessarily deliberately, but because the gematria forced me to go that direction, and the gematria forced me to learn more than I would have if I hadn't gone into that word and looked at it. So I think... I think that gives us a way better idea which which consciousness and awareness are. And I also have that five-part YouTube uh, on, um, on on YouTube. It's under, I think it's under a map to healing. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I'm excited every day because every day I, I, I have a chance to learn very, at a very quick rate as opposed to the way I used to learn back in the 50s and 60s, and <laughs> 70s and 80s. So, um, You talked about the angelic realms um, and how at first you uh, uh, hold them at arm's length. Those are my words. Yeah. And, and yeah. then you embrace those. Um, how has those realms shown up um, in the work that you're doing today? Well, I'm starting to get really interested in the tree of life. And so, you know, I've always had this kind of, for about 30 years, I've kind of always had this resonance with Archangel Michael, and I knew he was an angel, and I thought all the rest of it was irrelevant. But when I, but and you can get humbled really fast, and that's not necessarily bad. Actually, it's a good idea. You were talking about the ego stuff, too. You came without an ego, and then all of a sudden you had one. <laughs> and maybe we're we're even taught to have that to make us less functional by people who don't want us to be at our potential oh, level. Wow. Huh? <laughs> I, well, but okay, I'm having flashes in my mind. Um, there's the book Anastasia by Vladimir Magir, and Anas- I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but. Anastasia lives um, in a completely different paradigm in the the woods uh, near the ringing cedars. And in the story, they have a baby, and Vladimir's from Moscow or or perhaps St. Petersburg or a prominent Russian town. And and he's saying, well, I'm going to raise the kid with the latest cutting science with, with all the child psychology books. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't need to raise the child at all. We need to let the child, um, uh, these are my words, but stay in that um, 
in that consciousness of awareness, and nothing yeah. needs to be quote taught. In in other words, the everything comes from within the child, and uh, that that's really curious what you just said about um, how how we build a symbol table and, and the which is the fuel the ego runs on. Huh, that's really fascinating. Sorry. You know, well, what's really curious is how well you understand all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to you. Uh, I took my hat. Well, I'm well, not wearing my hat right now. but have been fascinated a long time, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, I just tried to, and, and I agree with that. So when I was taking light speed learning, which, uh, Something was taught by someone that's not alive anymore. I'm probably going to have to resurrect this cat class because it allows you to absorb the contents of a book in a few minutes at the subconscious level. Uh, Dr. T- uh, Thomas Morton talked about how, oh, and he says, you incarnated in the theta brainwave. And so the theta brainwave is like four to seven hertz. It's extremely relaxed, but it's a, and it's a lower hertz range, but it's more powerful because, again, uh, I think I've associated it with the fifth dimension, and I know there's more atomic geometries in that fifth dimension. So, uh, as he said, and and um, as uh, the guy that taught me gematria, Lee Douglas Ross, he he uh, said, yeah, they they come in and try and pound it out of you, and they do. They want you to think logically, and right away you're you're giving it. They they want you to be scientific about everything but what's really scientific who ascertains what's really scientific because sure. um um and and then you know there was another thing getting back to the angels so you know i was doing some comparison on that 72 names of god and i looked up i left kafalaf which is the seventh name of god which means restoring things to the perfect state and it also has an angel called harahel and then recently I found out, and I still haven't investigated as much as I stood, I found out there's 72 name, angels of God. So when I take that 72 of the names of God and the 72 of the angels of God, I get the, the sacred number of 144, which uh, in numerology totals to nine, which is the which is the culmination of a cycle. And... Right. I don't know. I just I look I look at and then and then there was what there was a thing in I don't remember which book of the old of the Torah it was, but there was uh, there was uh, a reference where where Archangel Michael came down and anointed anointed uh, Enoch. With uh, what's called an anointing oil, which could have been olive oil. Gematria actually revealed, revealed that to, to me. I, I get so happy when I get a little more. Under, I was going to say so smart, but I'm not really smart. The Creator is the smart, and I just tap into it. But when I get a glimpse of things that no, it's been a, I've been thinking about, and I wanted to know. And so Enoch also ascended in a in a column of light into the heavens. And then became Metatron at the other side, at the top of the tree of life, next to Archangel Michael and, and with the Creator God or Yahweh in the middle. And yeah, uh, huh. I don't know. So well, the, 
I mean, so many times uh, seekers, uh, people searching for their place, their divinity, for answers, and and certainly we're talking about uh, the the power of words and the numbers of words, but um, our ego uses symbols, i.e., words. Our ego uses symbols, objects, and it assigns values to them. And then, so the only way the ego can understand anything is by the association of values that were assigned to arbitrary things called symbols. What I'm getting at, the bottom line is the polar opposite of that. When we come into the field of truth, there will be no symbols. It will be light itself. It's yeah. our egos that are searching for this truth, but in the end it won't be our ego that experiences the fullness of the truth because it can't, because symbolically it cannot be represented. And so what we're talking about here tonight is um, decoding life's mysteries, is decoding the nature of the consciousness of ourself, if you will. And and what I love about your work is is how how broad and thorough you've looked at all these modalities and and you're drilling down deeper and deeper into the um a better understanding of of the layers of consciousness that constitute creation really well I like the way you you phrase that <laughs> you've given me a different perspective so that helped um yeah, well, I I must say, um, uh, were it not for my de- for my deceased wife, who I'd known many times, but who I I knew many very well in the cosmos for eons, they came here and and accepted a dork like me, and uh, loved me and and taught me. And guided me. Uh, I wouldn't be able to even do half the things I do right now. So even a lot of things that I could say, well, why did I do this? You know, and maybe that was an optimum. And then I go back, wait a minute. Well, I learned this when I was on that detour, and I learned that when I was on this detour, and I learned this. And if I didn't have those, I couldn't understand what I'm doing right now. So uh, I'm glad that I took this really wide. Uh, Shotgun approach to things. I think everything comes together in the end. Uh, Indeed. And and in fact, actually, and actually, Hermes Trismegistus in the Emerald Tablet said that which is above is that which is below, and that which is below is that which is above for the performance of the miracles of the one thing, which would be to me God. And um. And and this concept uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the Science and Non Duality Conference at at the end of October. I think it's the 26th to 28th. I'm doing like a poster presentation there, and I'm gonna go into what consciousness is, and um, when. When we when when we just when we when we let when the 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 theme of the whole thing every year is non duality or the one <laughs> the oneness of things, and this is like uh, this is like really 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 to me I think this is crucial for us to know 
Because I don't, if, if someone can get enlightened in a way different, completely different from the way I did it, I'm not going to say, oh, that's not valid. That's not my way. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to try and find out how they, <laughs> how they did that. So, sure. Um, well, now, um, in your um, bio, it talks about you being a motivational speaker, a life and career coach. Um, do you work on? Do you work with people one on one? Tell us about. Yeah, your I life. work on people one on one, and I work with companies one on one. And so you know, if you change the dynamics. Well, I'm, I'm trying to understand the mechanics of it. Is it over the phone, over the Internet, in person? Well, I like to I mean, doing it in person, but it can be over Skype. It can, uh, I'd rather do it on Skype so I, can read the, so I can read the body language as a correspondence to the psychic impressions I'm getting coming through. But, so, I mean, yeah, with the what, companies, what I work of... directly with them. And, go ahead. And the, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, um, like, who's your ideal client? What kind of uh, uh, issues do you work with? Kind of give our listeners um, an idea. Oh, I of work. If go ahead. Yeah, I work. I work with, you know, I work with everything and anything. Uh, what to one person is a small problem might be a big problem to someone else. But you know, there, there's there's different ways, like. Like in the classes I sometimes teach, there's different ways, there's different powerful meditations that can get you in that 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 fourth and fifth dimension of 190 and 151, and um, you know there's there's different things you can do. There's different uh, there's different uh, mantras and things that you can say that will cause a physical change in you, which I think I actually have some pictures of in the in search of the uh, hidden codes of God. And also I have that in the Immortality Prophecy book, and I also have it in a map to healing. Um, I, I like to, you know, if, if someone can see if, ahead of time if something causes a change, then they're going to be more likely to do it than if you don't. And the subconscious will dream up a lot of lame lame, uh, uh, lame reasons to uh to not do things, but if you can see it benefits you so much, that helps you push through the the questioning. And so, ah, you know, that's worked one time, but well, it'll work another time. And then that guy, he was just, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm just going to keep doing it the old way. It doesn't work. But it makes me feel comfortable in my, in my dysfunction. So it's just, it's sure. basically just people that want, that this is what, the people that know that there's way more than what they have. Uh, and I, I have a feeling you would agree with me, but if you don't, please object to that. We already, we are already at that, at that level of having everything. In other words, Aleph Kapalaf wouldn't be the seventh name of God. And seven is like a master number. So it holds that position for a reason. Sure. I, um, my perspective is we're already enlightened. Enlightenment is I a agree. natural state. It's not a creation. There's nothing I can give you to make you enlightened. 
enlightenment is a discovery. It's a it's it's a dismantling of all the uh, karmic crap we put on top of what really is a pure essence of consciousness. <laughs> I like <it>. karmic crap. <laughs> well, that's that's but pretty good. Well, the word the enlightenment soul. is a the word enlightenment's an interesting word because it means I've taken I've conjugated the word since uh and I'm into those kind of, I was taught about those kind of things and it means literally shrouded in light and that's the fifty ninth name of God connected to the light. So imagine that. Well, my, my, my. <laughs> An hour can go by pretty fast and we're almost yeah, out of time. Yeah, did, so did. <laughs> I want to make sure our audience knows how to get your books. How do they get your books? Okay, you can get my books from me personally at www.drrobertnewton.com or you can get any of my books by going to Amazon Books. Just Google it or even if you Google my name, Dr. Robert J. Newton, I'm pretty sure... Uh, that will come up, or you can go to Amazon Book and just put my name in there, Dr. Robert J. Newton, and my book should pop up. I also have the thing for the um, motivational speaking and for the life coaching at www.greatmotivational, M-O-T-I-V-A-T-I-O-N-A-L, talks dot com. Uh, I have some interesting blogs at www dot Robert J Newton Author Supreme. And um, yeah, I have a lot of fun things out there. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be at the Science and Non-Duality Conference at San Jose. I think uh, October 26th to 28th. Uh, it's a little pricey, but it's worth every penny you'll spend. You'll definitely come away with uh, a lot of valuable insights from the different scientists and philosophers and things that are there. So, well, very nice. I think that's, that's eaten up most of our time. <laughs> um, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. It's been such a delight sharing this conversation with you. Yeah, well, we're going to have fun. Yeah, just remember, listeners of Les, that Les is going to be on my show um, on Hollywood Talk Radio, Solution Revolution. So uh, we'll have more fun. We'll just take off where we left off. (laughs) (laughs) I'll untether my tongue a little more there. All right, we've been talking with... We've been talking with Dr. Robert Newton, and uh, the show tonight has been using the numbers in our words, decodes life's mysteries. Um, Dr. Robert shares great insight in all his stories. I suggest you you follow through with his web his web links and investigate what he has to offer. This is a most dynamic time to be alive. This. This time now on planet Earth is an exceptional opportunity for you to discover the truth of yourself and 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 literally bring yourself up out of this, the karmic storm and be the vessel of light 
your ego will be ecstatic with joy when you learn how to do that. It, it's such a powerful thing to do. We're here to manifest the power of our own divinity. Hey, I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's always a pleasure sharing this time with you. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.